0: believe that we started recording right in the middle of 2020, with all of the Covid and lockdowns going on around us, unable to meet up, so like many a young gentleman we turned to the internet for our entertainment, Tried to find a place where we could meet up and talk about the good, the bad and that time that Stu saw a pelican on the canal. In order to facilitate our dreams of answering all of the big questions in film, and after a few attempts of at recording via other methods to various levels of success, We found ZenCaster, a super easy web-based one-stop shop for recording. Log in and you're ready to record in a matter of seconds. It doesn't take a tech genius to get high-quality audio or video. And on top of that, the one time we have had an issue, the fact that the multi-layered backups are stored locally means it's easily fixed all in browser. There are plenty of tools you need when you start podcasting, so I let Zencaster take that headache away as it offers a place to record, edit and distribute all from one website. Any lazy bones Jones can pick up and play and have studio quality audio or 4K video put out for the world to see when using Zencaster. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use our code CageFighting and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. And now, hit the music. Hello and uh, welcome to Cage Fighting. It's your main man Andy Gillard here. Hope everyone is keeping well in the new year so far.
1: Hello everybody, Matt Guy here. Yes, we're all skinned and it's depressing in January, but we are here to make it even worse and talk
2: about the disappointing <laughs> things. <of 23. laughs> worse Oh, worse for you, good for us because it's cathartic and we get it off our chest finally. Hello, everyone. Uh,
0: I've got to say, look. I know you mentioned it last week, Matt, but I did struggle much more with my disappointment list than I did with my... Mm. I don't know what it was, because it just came rather the other way around. So my top list was a huge fucking list of films. And this one, there was like maybe 10 films and I thought I've got to try and fit these 10 in here. Whereas my top list, it was unruly at points. So I felt like I was almost the opposite, sorry, to, to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, even my number one on this list was a fun car crash of a film so it's like it's it was just a it was it's a weird one it's more kind of like i think some things were so hyped and they ended up being a bit of a disappointment like yeah you know when you build something up in your head like a food or that recipe that you're gonna gonna cook that looks amazing and you slow cooked it all day and really went over then when you eat it you got bored
2: of it before you've even ate it because of the effort it's took Mm -hmm. I i think of some of this list is like you pointed earlier, about trying to recreate restaurant food,
1: Ghana masala. Yeah, that's right. After I ate uh, at Indigo in uh, Warstones, yeah, like I know that if I try and eat like recreate that thing, unless I put an ungodly amount of fat and ghee in it, um, it's not going to taste the same.
0: <laughs> but I think that is the most restaurants' like hidden secret is there's just a fuck ton of butter and everything. I think that's how they get away with everything tasting so nice in a restaurant. So that's all you need to do. Just wang
2: a knob of butter in there and you'll be fine. Why not? Wanging knobs in 2024. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we don't have Saltburn to talk about this week, so... Well, so we we didn't mention that. Saltburn and Oppenheimer, both having man members on display top fives. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, it does feel like... Full male
0: nudity has never really been a thing for it, as long as I can remember it on general mainstream Hollywood films. It's always been kind of shied away from, but there has been a bit of a change. I mean, if you watch um, Poor Things when that's out, I think it's, yeah, it was out this week. Like the nudity and stuff with big name actors is kind of surprising. You don't expect an Emma Stone. So it feels like it's been quite acceptable for big name actors to just get their bits out now. I feel like we have becoming a little bit more freeing in the, the modern day, maybe.
2: Maybe for a million, a couple of million quid, you got it, right? yeah. not you? Might as well. But yeah, why not? Let the world see,
0: yeah, see what you, you're packing. Right, so it's the normal rules. Five to two, honourable mentions, and then number one, uh, go around the table. Anything released 1st of January to the 31st of December. I'm just going to take a quick drink, so... Matt, what's your number five, please? You're not going to like this,
1: uh, but it's Barbie. Um, Now, there was nothing wrong with Barbie. There was nothing wrong with it whatsoever, but this is... There's nothing wrong, really, with anything on the list, I suppose, apart from maybe number one. But I just don't see the hype of it. Like, it was fine. It was like... Yeah, it was really colourful, but so was Super Mario, and that was, that was better for me. Um, it was just it was it was just okay. It was like it didn't really hit the the notes that it did for everybody else, and the same, the same argument that I'll have about wrestling Twitter, I have about Barbie, <laughs> is that all of the discourse that you read about it, the rest of the free world just doesn't give a shit and the same is with Barbery. like ask anybody at work who on who don't listen to film podcasts and three losers like us they'll be like no no i didn't see it maybe i'll watch it like when it comes on netflix or something like but the people that talk about it on twitter and stuff like that fucking obsess over it and it just it was just fine it would have been groundbreaking to me if they didn't go down the trope of all greebos are weirdos. Like they do with <laughs> that one. Ah, uh, see? It's hard. It goes down. This is why I don't like it. Which, you know, that's just lazy. Now, for our American friends, I don't know what a greebo is
2: like in um, in America, what the term will the colloquial term will be. The, um, um, the South Park goth kids-ish.
1: Yeah, I guess that's the closest, yeah. But, you know, for a film that wants to be taken seriously and not seriously in the same breath. Come on, man. All, all Grebo's aren't freaks. We just like to get freaky. Mm. I mean, I, I can't
0: agree, but I, I totally agree on film Twitter, the same as wrestling Twitter. Twitter is very much a bubble, and you quickly realise that when you're not on Twitter, the rest of the world don't give a fuck a it. Anything that's super important on Twitter, no one cares about it in the real world. I would agree with you on that, but for Barbie, I mean, we spoke about it last week. I did really enjoy it. Probably was overhyped, but also there's never been a proper live-action version of Barbie. And if there has, now I'm, I'm sure there has, I think there's been like 60-odd Barbie films, but they've all been animated. Uh, this one felt like it was the first one that was... It was an IP-driven thing that was done in a completely different way that nobody quite expected. I don't think anyone expected Barbie to end up being almost art house. Like, it was as close to art house as you could probably get within an IP-driven thing. So, I I will disagree with you, but I respect your opinion nonetheless. I
2: mean, it is very freaky Friday that you two should be roles reversed on this. Because Matt appreciates the the joy of Eurovision. You don't. Um, And and that's what this film was it, it was it was more Eurovision than the Eurovision movie <laughs> mm, that is true
1: It says, like there was nothing wrong with there was nothing wrong with it but that's that's why it like it's i hate to say it it's offensively bland <laughs> for a film with so much color and life to it and like i find it hilarious that ryan gosling steals the show in a movie with the literal perfection that is Margot Robbie in it. Um and that people find that infuriating that despite this <laughs> being a film about Barbie, Ryan Gosling is the best thing in it. So I find that hilarious. He was excellent. I mean
0: that is one of my favourite jokes is when Barbie goes round and he says, Come in and let me play guitar at you. That always <laughs> made me really laugh. I like that joke and the joke about the Snyder cut that the, the only people who were like antsy about stuff really like the Snyder cut that I thought that was a very good joke as well.
2: No, there was a little, um, thing about being perfect as well. And the, the director's cast Margot Robbie, it was very knowing. Oh, Ellen
0: Duren's voiceover. Yeah. 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 That was very good. <laughs> uh, your number five police shoot.
2: Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking with this because it was obviously always going to be shit. Um, but how much they pushed it as being, oh yeah, this is our Christmas miracle. This is our our one our one true film that you need to watch the, this holiday season on Prime. And it <laughs> Candy Cane Lane didn't look at anything beforehand. That oh, it's it's Ellie Murphy. I like him sometimes, not so much recently. It's been a, a while since I watched anything with him in. Really, to be honest, um, I thought oh well, it just from the little trailer that they'd give you. Um, the tease a bit. And I thought, oh, this looks this looks happy and it's a Christmas film, so I'll put it on the list. But when that Christmas in Notting Hill nonsense that I talked about a few months ago was a better Christmas experience than this, you know you got wrong somewhere. And it was just so boring and shit. Um that I don't know how they managed to get when well, you look at it and you think, well, it, it's basically um that what was it? Oh, completely lost it th- train to thought what it's called the toy soldiers film um where from the early 90s it's a bit of a mix of that small soldiers small soldiers that's the one uh, it's a bit it a mix of small soldiers and a bit of um a bit of netflix cinematic universe magic and you think well this is what this is going to be and it really wasn't uh, the small people thing and how they were cursed and they're there to live in this thing okay fine fun but it just wasn't enjoyable and like none of it kind of it was all very forced and I, I don't know if that was bad bad editing or what it, it just didn't something didn't seem right it didn't click at all and the more it went on the more it annoyed and pissed off I got um and by the end I thought oh, well of course of course that's how it's going to end and I was kind of glad that it did because I was I was really annoyed by, it. and I should have known better. So it's my fault. But yeah, Candy Cane Lane isn't my number five.
0: I I didn't see it, but I remember it got the the Christmas Chronicles push from Netflix. I remember when the Christmas Chronicles yeah. came out, the Kurt Russell Santa Claus film, that got a big push from Netflix. Like this is going to be the one. Make sure you watch this film, and that felt like that's what Candy Lane. Candy Cane Lane was supposed to be the one this Christmas and then your review just it's like "Ah, fuck it I'm not even going to waste my time because of other shit films that Eddie Murphy seems to have put out since he's he's one really good film the Dolomite film ever since that he's then just done nothing but crap again so I'm kind of worried about the um, the Beverly Hills Cop film that's due out in a, a week or two's time purely off the back of the he just seems to do stinker after stinker yeah, I'm glad I gave that one a miss. Matt, I'm assuming you didn't give that one a wash either.
1: Yeah, that there's so many things I'd rather do than watch that. <laughs> um, most of them include those jobs that I'm given that still haven't been done, like do the plastering on the skylights that won't get done in twenty four either. <laughs> right, so my number
0: five is a film that on paper should should absolutely be my film. But Megan just did fuck all through me. I was mostly bored through that film. And I, I think this is like you with Barbie, Matt. It's a fine film. It is just... It's a film. That's literally all I've got to say about it. It wasn't a great film. It wasn't a dreadful film. It was just a film that existed in 2023. And for something that is about a toy, a robot, something, come to life to kill everyone. I said, big fan of Child's Play. That should be my thing. And it just didn't work for me. I was bored through most of it. Everything that happened, I was like, well, yeah, obviously that's going to happen. There was nothing new or inventive about that movie. That It just stunk, I thought, in the end. So I was so disappointed that it didn't hit the highs of the craziness that I wanted it to be. Because the trailer's all sort of lent into, this is going to be wild and over the top and mad and magical. And it just wasn't. It was just a film which I think is more offensive than it being a bad film, that it just was existed in when he was spent on it. So, yeah, Megan, my number five biggest disappointment of the year.
2: And I think for that one, the trailers were the film. The, tra- the, 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 the trailers were the film. Um, so if you'd seen the trailer, it was pointless. It was a waste of time. Obviously, I hadn't. So I. it's probably why I enjoyed it. Um, but it didn't feature last week. I was just... It was one of the films I watched. I enjoyed it. Sold a few people, yeah, you might like this. Moved on. Um, I didn't know that it was supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be a bombastic adventure. Uh, which it, it was not, it was not in the slightest. Um But I think her her performance is pretty good, for what it's worth. Um
0: Alison Williams, the yeah. main dude. Yeah, the, I, I quite like her in other things.
2: Yeah, she was all right. Um but yeah, it was okay. I Don't watch trailers. That's the answer.
0: I I just, like I said, because I think it was supposed to be the type of film I generally love. That's why it's on my Mm. down list, because it just didn't do anything. Matt, I'm guessing you didn't bother with that one in the end.
1: Uh, Send out your cup of tea. Yeah, it was like, I looked at it and I just thought to myself, I could just, I can smell this being on five star. (laughs) <laughs> like a few years time and it just didn't it just didn't click for me and in, a, in a year where I've never felt my time be so um, taken away from me I wasn't going to waste it on on stuff like this. <laughs> that's fair uh, what's your number four then please Matt so, so my number four it's going to be difficult for me to talk about this because it, it was the ending of the show that, that, that kind of took its joy when it was um, Netflix bodies Um, so as a mini series, four different detectives are trying to solve a murder in different time periods. Um, and the murders are all linked for reasons. Um, and on the whole, like it was pretty good. Stephen Graham was in it. So it's always going to, you know, raise you by a point just for having Stephen Graham in it. Um, and it was, it was on the whole pretty good. Nothing groundbreaking at all but you know when an ending to a series just leaves you feeling just unsatisfied like i I can't even say it's like more questions than answers kind of scenario because there weren't even that many questions that required answers but Mm. it was just silo right the end of the silo won't spoil it for anybody but it is a cliffhanger we don't know what's going to happen next. We're none the wiser. There's more at play. But it doesn't make make you feel cheated. Bodies did. Mm. It made me feel like, oh, this entire thing... And because it's time travel and this whole Back to the Future thing mm. that I mentioned in the group chat the other day about, well, why didn't they just do this and none of this would have made sense in the first place? There's just an element of that to it. Mm. And I always find that that makes any kind of time travel kind of thing seem really shallow because... I don't know how they ever get around it, but all I can say is Bodies was good, but it was disappointing how it ended. Um, I'd still recommend people watch it, um, but just be prepared that you won't get the satisfying ending to something that probably won't get a second series. I don't think it's been commissioned for anything else. So you've got to be able to be happy that you're not going to get that satisfaction come the end of it.
0: That's dreadful. Would you watch it if there was a second series?
1: I would watch it if there was a second series, yeah, because I'd want to know the end. I'd I'd, I'd, I'd want to see how the story plays out because, like, I won't give the end in a way, but we end up in modern day. Ooh.
2: Is it like... It becomes the start of, like, Skynet at the end. Okay, right. Is it like where... And the end of Line of Duty, when I said, there's, there's no way on earth that this is the end. And everyone said, oh, yes, it's the end. And no, it's not the end because there's going to be another a, a wrap up series. Is it like that? Well, the director's come out and said he hasn't
1: completely ruled out second season. Yeah, but, so it is. <laughs> but he said that, like, it's purely based on, purely based on, the, you know, its um, success defines whether it's going to be another series, not there's a plan mm. for a second series. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. It's a bit like a Squid Game, sort
0: of thing. Mm. It's got picked up for a second season because it's been adopted by the masses. Whereas it doesn't sound like this one really has, because other than you, I don't think anyone else has ever mentioned it.
2: Yeah, it's it's been on my list because it's on he's got Stephen Graham standing there looking all authoritative mm. on the on the little on the screen poster. But I don't even know what it was about. It was just because it was Stephen Graham. That's the only reason I put it on there. Yeah. Right, so uh, Stu,
0: your number four is on my list, so we'll jump over that, and my number four then. Oh, I'm going to call an audible here. I'd originally gone for Asteroid City because it let me down. And I like Wes Anderson. I was a bit bored, but Babylon pissed me off. No, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: that was last year. That was last year.
0: Yeah, away. No Right at the start, I think it might have been the the first film I saw last year. Potentially, Um, I hated that film. It (laughs) it it wasn't a film; it was a series of. It wasn't the first; it was it was the sixth film of the year that I saw um, that was released last year. Anyway, it was just a string of poorly conceived set pieces, just sort of fucked together to try and get to some coherent movie. Obviously, the point of it was old Hollywood was fabulous and wonderful and amazing. And it was just kind of grubby and shitty and not fun. And the whole film was like that. As I said at the time, it starts with an elephant taking a shit on a man. And that's (laughs) the fucking high point of the movie. It just didn't work on any level. And I think it pisses me off more because every time I log on to the cage fighting account to tweet or whatever, there's people fucking raving about this film. And I honestly don't get why people are raving other than it's got some very pretty people in like Margot Robbie's in it, Brad Pitt's in it. It's got, you know, the beautiful people of Hollywood, great. And people seem to love Damien Chazelle as a director, but other than Whiplash, I don't really get it. Even La La Land didn't really work for me, even though I like pretty much everything about it on paper. Didn't hit home. Mm. So, yeah, I've got to call an audible because that was a film that actually pissed me off. And I was just furious for, like, three hours, sitting there with a the face like fucking thunder, hating every minute of it. I should have just walked out in retrospect, but I always feel guilty leaving a film early. Like, how can I review it if I haven't seen every last second? <laughs> it's film, because I hated it.
2: The, the, the... You're not the only person who said that, though, about the you don't like this and you don't like La La Land either which by normal AG TikTok standards you should love both mm-hmm. um, and I genuinely thought when I watched it I thought that you'd love it um, it's so bloated and yep. that co- that constant beat for three hours in the background as well mm. it does uh, if anything if you Say, so could you shave an hour off? You could probably shave an hour off, um, because you are right, and that exact point is what my number one's going to be about as well. But, mm. um, but uh, it seemed it did seem very show offy, it, it just was. Yeah, yeah. I could, mean, but the fact that I completely forgot about it and that I didn't realise it was last year, uh, it would never have been in my my mentions la- last week. Anyway, it was just been like, forgotten about, um, like, your last one, but, yeah, I, I didn't hate it, but I thought that you would enjoy it more than you have.
0: Yeah, like, like I said about Megan, on paper, it seems like my kind of film, and I just, it just rubbed me up the wrong way from the start, and I thought, no, this film can go fuck itself. <laughs> no, no, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> um... So that is my number four. So we're on to your number three, Matt.
1: Yeah, it really pains me to put this on here because, like, the penultimate episode of this show was one of the best out there. But Ted Lasso Series 3. Like, I love that show. I love... I'll watch it again, I'm sure. Me and Sam watched the Christmas episodes um, as part of our... New Christmas tradition of watching the Christmas specials of it of, of shows and it's just it it was a victim of its own success. It was so good for the first two series that like the episodes that trundled along. It kind of like the best like the best writers for this show felt like kind of went on holiday and then came back to write the final two episodes. Um, it just didn't hit those same high notes. It didn't quite. Verge on mawkish, but it wasn't far off, and mm. it just I don't know what it needed. The best thing about it was that they didn't win the league mm. as well. Spoiler, um, but you know, it's just it wasn't quite there, it wasn't the, the hit that I wanted it to be. But at the same time, the series as a whole is an absolute triumph, so. Don't let that put you off. And the second to last episode is as good as any show I saw in 23 and years Ooh, all that. Um, but as a as a whole piece, it was it was a bit disappointing and it was a shame.
0: Was the penultimate episode, was that the one with um
1: with was they in Amsterdam or somewhere? I'm trying to remember. No, that was um that wasn't that was a that was a good episode though, that was, Yeah, I enjoyed that. that one. Was, um that was really fun. Um, I don't know if if Coach's night out, Coach Beard's night out was this series. I think it was. Yeah, where it was just bizarre filler as well. Um, that was. I don't know the the the, the last episode of this series. Um, was um they go to Manchester. They um I think it's the what about his
0: mom, Jamie's mom. And we find out that his dad is trying to straighten his life out as
1: well yeah it was yeah um it was just excellent it was it it was by far the best of of that series and it was it was sports but it was emotion and it was everything else in that episode and then in a way like it was difficult because you then had to actually um then finish the story off in the last Mm -hmm. episode but this, that single episode was great. But hey, listen, the disappointment of it, sadly, um, was that it just wasn't at the heights of, of the rest of the series up to that point. You know, you know what it
0: is? It was unfocused. Mm. The the final season was unfocused. When it was good and it was, he knew where it was going, it was brilliant. Unfortunately, I would say at least half of the, that season was about this side story and that side story. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's where it felt like it was just a bit too flabby. They probably could have knocked four episodes out of that final season mm-hmm. had it been a really, really strong one. I think that that's why I, I agree with you that it, it didn't quite hit. When one and two had been damn near perfect, three just wasn't quite as focused as it needed to be. Yeah. To have the, the Game of Thrones issue, I think that it was a little bit too all over the shop.
2: And they stretch the episodes out to like 45 minutes to an hour as well. Whereas before it was a, a nice 24 minutes in and out, job done, great. Um, I remember at the time thinking, when when I watched it and I felt kind of bad and I felt guilty for hating it because I thought, oh, I'm going to get rid of partying again here. Um, if, in, if I put this opinion that Ted Lasso is not as good as it used to be. Um, but absolutely spot on. There was stuff in there. It wasn't Ted Lasso. I remember saying it, it's it's turning itself into like an ITV drama yeah. from nowhere where it's not it's not the same show anymore mm. uh, and it needs, needs to end but there was enough in it to kind of salvage it to a seven for me um, and obviously we, we talked about it last time but that I did well up at that last episode because it was sad um, but it, unfulfilled promise I think. Mm. You're
0: number three, please, Joe.
2: Well, I'd like to say this is Unfulfilled Promise, but it was just wank. Um, <laughs> and Man and the Wasp in Quantumania. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I presume I put Eternals on a couple of years ago. I mean, uh, more than likely. Um, this is second to Eternals, as uh, is, is my most hated of uh, the MCU films, of all of them. Um, I, for it's worth, enjoyed the Marvels. We we know why that got shit-bombed. We don't need to talk about that. Um, But this was a joke. It was a farce. It had nothing to do with Ant-Man. It was a shit version of Guardians of the Galaxy, which we'd already had two of at that point. Um, It was so blatantly obvious they were just using the Mandalorian screen over and over again. Um, It looked fake. It it felt fake. It looked like it was people weren't next to each other, which they weren't. (laughs) Cause it was film and again, is that their full cost? The whole COVID filming and protocols and whatever. Who cares? The end product is awful, and I still haven't watched um, that nonsense back at any point since I watched Shang Chi. I like Shang Chi, um, but I, it's going to take a lot of effort for me to watch this again. I just, it was just, it was one of them where he said, "Yeah, this is they've got a problem now." Because it's not even the fact that there's too much of this. If there's if there's stuff every every week, if there's stuff every, 52 weeks of the year, if it's good, fine, no problem. If it comes out and it's like this, then you're a massive issue. And it took Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three to kind of get a bit of trust back. I still haven't watched all of uh, What If Season Two. I know you're never going to see it, Andy, because you hated it. Although, Hayley well, is not as bad. In, a, in the brief appearance that I've heard her in so far. So the voice acting silliness is gone from that. And I'll get to echo at um, some point this week. But this film was atrocious. It looked atrocious. It was awful. They ruined Bill Murray. It was a waste of time. You know, hate to... forgot Bill Murray was in it. I'd completely, if i like, just
0: whitewashed it. Matt, did you get round to watching? Because I know you very much checked out
1: the MCU as well. Yeah. By no, I I didn't. In the end, like there's so so many hours in the day, and... Uh, and I'm at the point now where like I've got over the hump, like trying to stop smoking, and now I don't crave <laughs> it
2: anymore. <laughs> so now I, I, it doesn't bother me anymore if other people want to. Oh no, we've so... got Madam Web. You can, you're watching Madam Web. You're escaping that. Yeah, I mean that that
1: looks Mobius levels. <laughs> <laughs> like I hear the word Madam Web, and I'm hoping it's like about tidbiddy goths. Um, but I'm guessing not. <laughs> well I mean, sort of. I mean yeah. I'm back in, baby.
0: <laughs> Let's go. I mean, everyone's favourite Sydney Sweeney's in it. So maybe, who knows?
1: Hmm. This could be the sucker punch that I always wanted. It,
0: it's gonna be dog shit. But I <laughs> will probably watch it because knowing it it's gonna be dog shit, so at least I think if you go in knowing it then you'll be okay. But even that said, I went in knowing that Ant-Man was going to be fucking awful. And it was so much worse than like I ever thought it was going to be. Like I generally don't mind Paul Rudd in stuff. He's always fine in whatever he does. But even he couldn't save it. And everything was just all about his brand new daughter. So all of a sudden he's a complete different human being. Rather than just taking the other girl. I don't know why they changed it. It made no sense. She wasn't a good actor. You are right, the fact that it was quite clearly filmed on the volume. It was fucking obvious. Everything looked two-dimensional. It looked so flat and lifeless and empty. And they wasted Cheedy from um, The Good Place. I love The Good Place. I thought, at least Cheedy's in it. He's going to get something. Uh, He was just a throwaway character of nothingness. The whole film was just throwaway. Modoc was, I literally, <laughs> I was the worst-looking thing I've ever seen in it, film ever. His
2: feet? His little legs?
0: It was atrocious. And I know, like, he's sort of a comedy character in the comic books anyway, but it looked like it was rendered on a Commodore 64. It was fucking awful. There was nothing redeeming about that film whatsoever. <laughs> it was so bad. And, like, I, I watched... Guardians, and much like you said last week, Matt, it was a great film, shed a tear, beautiful ending, done. I, th- I tested myself to see if I was done with the MCU. So I put on uh, the Marvels, 20 minutes turned it off. And I, yeah, I'm done. That's me. This is boring. I'm, I have no interest. So yeah, I've completely checked out. <laughs> My number three is sort of following on from Ant Man. I've put it down as the DCEU in 2023. It it feels harsh on Blue Beetle because I thought Blue Beetle was actually quite fun because I had rock-bottom expectations. But Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, uh, Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom, it feels like it was a fitting ending to the DCEU because it was just a messy, convoluted whole end to everything there. And I think I can extrapolate this out that it probably isn't just the DCU, because when you look at 2023, anything that had multi-part histories to it. So um, what have we got? So what have we got in here? Indiana Jones, that film was a bit shit. Didn't really do anything at the cinema. No one cared about it. Um, the Disney Pixar films have got such a history there. Most of those completely fell off. No one was interested in Wish or Elemental. Fast and Furious, I enjoyed ten, but it is a bad film. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. It's not good. Transformers, Hunger Games, Mission Impossible. It feels like heavily IP-driven films. People are starting to lose their way with it a little bit. And look, anyway, I know that two of the biggest films last year, Barbie and Super Mario Brothers, obviously they've got a history. that was the first time that we've seen those particular characters on the big screen there was that interest there before but pretty much everything I've mentioned we've seen those films or variants of those films time and time again and it feels like last year was the final hurrah for you know, multi-part sagas of 10 films for Fast and Furious 11 at some point apparently Mission Impossible, can that get pulled back in because that's the film that I think the last two or three have all hit nearly a billion, if not over a billion. This one struggled to hit six hundred thousand.
2: Yeah, but th- that is—it was very much marketed as part one, which always hurts them. So that might be. I mean, I, I'm way, but I need to watch them before the last one comes, which will be probably the last one with his age now. Oh, um, so I think that might be. In that case, I think that's probably what hurt that one. be Because, I mean, we we said at the time, I I didn't, how fast 10 ended, I didn't realise that it it was going to be like that. I didn't realise it was a two-part story, Mm. which you kind of set yourself up for. A bit like June a few years ago, where I didn't know until the titles came up and he said part one. I thought, oh, fuck. Fucking hell. That
0: that film is going to end up pulling me back in, I can see it now. I fucking hated June, but you put, Florence, you put Florence Pugh in a film, I'm probably going to see it. I don't want to, though. I really don't want to, but... 12 has to go. I'm probably going to have to watch the first one again, I think, before mm-hmm. I make a, a decision.
2: So we get the added point from, from two and a half years ago when you said you're never going to watch it ever again and I don't care about who's in the second one. <laughs> I know.
0: But yeah, so really my number three, I suppose, is IP-driven cinema has been a bit shitty in the last 12 months. So that's number three, now then for you, please, Matt. Uh,
1: Two? Are we on two? Two. Yes. Um, Sad, I hate to do this. I really genuinely do, because I feel like it's... The first step is denial or whatever it is, but then you're silly relates to get to acceptance and Great British Bake Off... Is slowly dying in front of our very eyes. Season on series on series. Um, I, like I can't say that like it's just painfully bland because Bakeoff's bland anyway. Like it's never it's never like rock and roll TV. But the for like it's just the formats just come to an end now. I think there's nothing else that they can do with it. And this series was was that apart from like getting like, going down the Big Brother route with it and getting all freaks and sundry on there, like, and and having mm, weeks dedicated to, I don't know, like, theme the weeks around an exotic fruit or something. I don't know how they're going to do anything different with it. Like, having Alison Hammond on was good. She was entertaining. She was good value on it. But, like, this just, the show's just run its course. It's like, when Deal or No Deal just ran its course and then, like, nobody cared about it anymore. That is where I am with Bake Off now. Like, I watch it because I have to watch it as opposed <laughs> to watch it because I enjoy it now. Like, it's just become mine and Sam's things. Tuesday night's Bake Off night. Okay, great. Whereas I don't look forward to watching it anymore. Like, it's not... I used to really love it, <laughs> sad as that is, but it's just very bland now. Um, there's no Hollywood handshakes around here. And all there is is (laughs) socky bottoms.
2: The final lost 800,000 viewers down from the year before. And I think the problem is, uh, you you kind of just said to it then um, go down the big brother route, but just get in, you don't need to, just get people who've got a personality back. Mm. Because I watched the Christmas one and I watched the New Year one, and they've got people that you remember. Yeah. I couldn't even name you one person from this year. By like their actual name. Mm. And that you got the others from years ago, um, who are back and you think, Oh yeah, I remember them. Like, she's with the quirky hair and him with the he couldn't do anything properly. And but none of them, they were bland losers like Cameron from Big Brother Four. <laughs> they just had nothing about be between the nice people do the jobs and they could they could bake. But there's nothing memorable about them and that's what that's how these shows work. And if you if you're doing it by format, the format's never gonna change. So you have to change the people. And just it back to what it used to be about quirky, weird, the most British people imaginable and stop going so woke. Cause it doesn't work. And saying saying bake off swag, when you've got all, all and sundry on there, but you know what I mean? They're, they're not how ha- they haven't had personalities like they've had in years past where that show with people with bright green hair or well, you had the, the deaf girl, what was her name? Tasha, she was the only one I liked on this last season. Yeah. The rest I thought was fucking dullards. They were all, and she was she was interesting, and not just because she was deaf. And you had a little, the little guy signing for her. She was a nice person, she, and she a seems like she had a personality. But the rest of them, nothing. No, you are right. Like I've I've literally no fucking idea
0: which of the the guys won in the end. I couldn't tell you. This last season was a real wet fart of a season. And I don't like Alison Hammond anyway. So I've got to be honest, I was probably already against this season going into it. But it does feel like since it's moved to Channel 4, each season has been diminishing returns. It hasn't been quite as good as the year before, which wasn't quite as good as the year before that. Whether or not it's the format to run its steam or whether it's because of the move from what it was with Mary Berry. I find the way Prue Leith eats really off-putting. So I don't know if that, like, pisses me off a little bit. Maybe.
1: I don't know. An aside here, though, talking about classics, obviously I was talking very highly of Gladiators uh, that was on, when the hell's this out, a week and two days ago, a week and three days ago from when this is released. Um, Six million people watched that episode of Gladiators. And I didn't even know it was on until that, that evening. Like an insane number of people. But put, to put that into to put that into context, that's about twice the amount of people that watch Monday Night Raw in America. Watched Gladiators, a reboot of a, of a like a TV <laughs> show from the
2: nineties. The second it, reboot. Second reboot. Yeah. Um. Insane numbers, really. All things considered. Well, when you consider that the darts final had 5.9 in the end, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was the highest number Sky Sports have ever had in the history of the channel, other than football. And Gladiators, which is a silly camp show from the past, surpassed that on BBC One on a Saturday night. That's incredible, really. But this is why, like, Americans
1: have stereotypes of us because <laughs> of shit like this. Because as a, con- <laughs> as a country, we all get together for these bizarre things and... When they go, Oh, all English people are XYZ or all people from the United Kingdom are XYZ. It's because of stuff like this, because we'll all get together to watch stuff like Gladiators <laughs> and like like we'll, we'll find common ground in these kind of shows. It is weird
0: because like I knew that it was coming back, but I didn't know when it was on. And I think you'd put in the group chat that you were watching, you said, oh fuck it, let's let's stick that on there. And it ended up being a really good fun hour or whatever it was of television, it was surprisingly not shit. Like the last (laughs) time they tried to reboot it, which was not good. It just didn't work at all. This felt like the original one, but with some updated elements to it as well. Mm. It was a nice balance between the two, I think.
2: When you forget how big Ninja Warrior is, just because we don't talk about it, Ninja Warrior is massive, and obviously you've got the Ninja Warrior... Like activity play places as well, all over the country. Hmm. That's got a massive following, and it's just it's pretty cheap to make, I presume. Um, off of, off the the old Takeshi Castle format, Gladiators is only the same as that, but with the name and the branding and the the, the campness. And it's not going to cost them much, really. But we're it, rating smash, and you know, like I- people talked about it all day. You know
1: what, though? Listen, we'll get back on topic very shortly, I'm sure, but the fact that he had Mark Plattenburg as the ref, <laughs> and he had Guy Mowbray on comms, like, he harked back to, like, Robot Wars, having, um, what's his face? Um, yeah, Piers, Jonathan Pierce, yeah. like, like, to give it, like, a form of legitimacy for what is this really silly idea. But having Guy Mowbray on comms, he, like, that put a big smile on my face when I was watching it. Um... Yeah it was just good good silly fun. Did Which you hike off isn't? Did you have the figures
2: back in the day No, nah,
1: I didn't have a, I didn't have anything like that no. no. Um
2: sadly not. They were all um the the American ones though obviously because we couldn't have our branded all that. I did see um you know that Auto Shenanigans YouTube channel that I watch. Um mm. about the motorways. The guy found this um a roundabout that's modeled with the death star um and apparently the the new housing development there is built on the factory of the plant that used to make the plastic toys for star wars and action man back in the day um but that's completely (laughs) by that was that was interesting but i was gonna say but we don't make plastic toys in this country anymore um that's why it was on my on my mind because i watched it the other day um but I think that's why because it was um, it was classes American gladiators in the Argos catalog, mm. um, but you still had like the um, the hamster ball and different things like and hang tough and different versions of it, uh, and the, and the pugil sticks were I can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, I, I had all that toys, and you know, I was probably too too old for them at the time, um, but they did exist. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had to play, you know, with jets, but. Just not in the, sense of the word that we're talking about.
0: It'll be interesting to see what the figures are like next week. I think <clears throat> if there's a mm-hmm. big drop off or not, because I, I don't know part. Because I think generally speaking, first episodes of TV series do tend to be quite big numbers, and then it dwindles down as the seasons go on. So it'll be quite interesting to see if it retains, you know,
1: even half of that at that point. But even the show on after it, like those, always, always not directly after, but. Like, there was some, with those gremlins, Ant and Deck, some gang show that was on was pretty good as well. It just felt like, very much felt like, I haven't watched like terrestrial Saturday night television in ages, like years, but it very much felt like, oh, this, this felt like how it used to be back in the day when it was warm and smiley and everyone, I enjoyed it. And don't get me wrong, the mass singer can get to fucking go die in a hole, but like, it just, it felt like, oh, Saturday night TV exists
2: again now, just because Gladiator is back on, mm. it's quite nice. I mean, I'm never, I'm never watching it on a Saturday night. I'm just saying that now. I, I, I never will watch Saturday night TV again because there's football on. Um, but I'll watch it on iPlayer, and I think that that'll be that. The numbers for iPlayer will be interesting as well for people mm. who do remember um, the glory days, and. Are watching football at that time? There was a great game on at the same time. That that was the problem. That that Newcastle Man City game was incredible. Otherwise, I would have turned it over. Um, but then the sometimes they release them, sometimes they don't. But I think for something like this, I think with all the interest and in the talk, it will get released, and they will be interested to see where they are.
0: Mm, yeah, well, I think so. It's
2: usually like seven
0: days later they do it, so it might be worth like looking out for it. Last week, when this podcast goes out, I think I don't know. I don't know where we are in the time, to be honest. But yeah, interesting. I've completely lost where we are. Stu, is it your number two next? Is that where we are? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's fitting that this is number two because it's the shittiest thing I've seen all year. <laughs> um, I, I had no idea about the, I remember seeing one trailer for it uh, for something else, and the trailer was not what this film turned out to be. I let, I let myself believe I got fooled um, and it is Eileen something I wish I liked. I can't even make a corn Eileen job because I was never that excited at all um, boring wank waste of time um, just did not vibe with me whatsoever I thought oh, th- I liked both of them I like both of them and I thought they had the chemistry like that you mentioned last week as your honourable mention about it and I knew for what was it 47 seconds before you replied with oh no <laughs> Um when I said it was on my worst list, I just really hated it. I didn't enjoy a single minute of it. Yet I mean, they had chemistry. The fellow she was constantly fingering herself all the time. Yet yeah, fine, um, set in the set in the seventies, which is a-
0: out of context. Context. That's a really weird thing to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, sitting there in a prison, just just rubbing one off, all well and good. Um, I thought oh, that, that this is intriguing. It didn't feel like a noir to me. It just felt a bit, r- bit bad. And obviously, where it goes, and I thought the ending was atrocious. I thought, not going to say you can experience it for yourself see who's right or wrong with this one. Um, but I thought surely not. Surely there's another twenty minutes. And then it, then the top, again. Like Saltburn, I liked the the look of it. I liked the flair and the kind of the period piece and the obviously it's added. It's a shame that it was added in post rather than using original equipment, but I suppose costs and stuff. Um, mm. But that, I'll give it that. But story wise, no. Um, Entertainment wise, no. then two, fair, fair enough. But I just really hated it.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I suppose I, I loved it. I really thought it was a very, very well done, slow paced film. I can see that if you don't like slow-paced films, that might not work for you. I'm very surprised
2: it's one of your worst films of the the past twelve months. Well, it was on the It was on there. I I thought I hadn't watched it until just before Christmas, and I thought this is gonna because I hadn't heard anything about it. I just seen that one trailer, and I thought, oh, this could sneak into the top five. Maybe I'd overhyped it for myself. Maybe that was what the problem was. Um, that I thought it was something that it's it's not to me. And again, this is this could be coming back on me again, and this could be a Banshees of inner shearing moments, and I'm the only one. But nah. Not for me, Clive. Okay, so
0: my number two then. Um Five Nights at Freddy's. It's coming <laughs> back to it's very much Megany, isn't it? It's like it's another film about a robot. Whatever it fucking's supposed to be, current and killing people. It should be fun. It should be silly. It should be fi- uh, It should be Willy's Wonderland. But it wasn't. It was turgid nonsense.
2: Mm.
0: And I, I don't understand how people have been loving this film. Like, the reviews of it have been really positive from general audiences. Critics have absolutely shat on it, and I like with good reason because there is no story here. From what I can gather, there's no story in the actual game that it's based on either. So everything here is just filler nonsense to drag out a ninety minute movie. It wasn't funny, it wasn't scary. There's literally fucking one murder that you see, and that's shown in silhouette. All the deaths happen off screen. So how it was was it 12A eh, or 15? I can't remember. Fifteen. 15. Like there's absolutely nothing in this film that warranted being anything above a PG. It was it was childish crap that was clearly aiming very much at a specific audience of people who liked the game. Yeah. It just did not work on any level as a film. It was awful. The acting from Matthew Lillard and Josh Hutchison, they were okay. The kid was annoying as scene. Standard. I hated it. Like, I was just angry throughout the whole film because it just, it offered nothing. And then for the last 40 minutes of the movie it was weird dream sequences that went fucking nowhere and were worthless. It was such a bad film. I, I honestly, I, I need someone to tell me why I'm wrong with this. Because when you look on Rotten Tomatoes it's probably, I think it was in the 70s or 80s it's very much light outside of People who don't know much about it, I, I don't get it. Hated it.
2: I can tell you why. Um, but did you watch it, Matt? No, 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 no. I like. I heard the reaction. That's <laughs> like,
1: and uh, I was just like, ooh, like this didn't 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 feel for me like the kind of thing that would tick my
2: box. So no, I didn't go for it. Never played the game. though, to be fair, all we'll games. Yeah. I think they. That's one of the reasons why he hates it so much. Um, I mean, let's, let's get it right. I don't like it either. <laughs> I came out, I okay, mean, we, we went the two of us in front of the show. Giffel went in it, but he loves the games, and he loved the he loved it, and he had a great time. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. That if you like the games, you know what you're getting into, and this is like a love letter to you. Like, I I enjoyed the Enchanted film. You didn't, um, but I love them. I love them. Five games. They're great for me. Um, and that's kind of, a, in a way, an amalgamation of all the games put together into one. I think the bigger problem is Five Nights at Freddy's is not the first what film of this kind. And you mentioned it, Willy's Wonderland is a better film. And if we hadn't seen Willy's Wonderland and we'd gone straight into this, then maybe, maybe it wouldn't have been so awful. But it does exist. But because it's so niche and because it's a, it's Nicolas Cage and because it's so weird, um, And massively unknown, then the vast majority of people who watch Five Nights at Freddy's have not seen the better film. Mm. And I think that's what the big problem is. Maybe.
0: I think I would still have massive issues with it. So, randomly, this isn't a spoiler, but when one of the animatronics goes to collect the kid, it's a different version of Freddy Fazbear. And he looks like he's been eaten. And apparently that's supposed to be a different character. But he doesn't fucking explain that in the film. It looks exactly like Freddy. But one looks like he's been eaten by moths. And the other one looks normal. And they're supposed to be two different things. But there's no explanation to that. Kids randomly disappear in the film. And then we're supposed to join them all up. And like it just it didn't make sense. Narratively, it was a shambles. And that was the issue. But because there was, like, a Golden Freddy or something, whatever, fans loved it, I'm like, well, but that served no purpose. <laughs> like, you can't like something just because it showed you something that you like in a different medium. It's still a terrible, terrible film.
1: But, yeah, that's my number two. Um, Matt, any honorable mentions? Yeah... One that I don't think aged well. I like I liked it at the time that I went back and like started watching it again, um, and I kind of got bored of it really quickly. It was no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Like I enjoyed it at the time when I came out, and I said I thought it was pretty fun. Um, then I went back and watched it again, and I was like, "Ooh, this there isn't a lot actually to this outside." Like w- once you've seen it once, and you have a kind of a smirk and. You think, oh, that was pretty that was pretty that was, you know, pretty funny. Like there's not much to it after that at all. Um mm-hmm. and it will be forgotten about and if one pound DVD bins existed anymore in like a co op, they'd definitely be in it if that was like about ten years ago. It would be utterly forgotten about within twelve months. I I don't like that type of comedy. It,
0: that's a film that is just purely a comedy, it's not a dramatic comedy, it's not a black. Mm-hmm. It's just comedy comedy, and yeah, you are right. On rewatch, there's there's no rewatch value. I haven't reseen the naked fight scene. I remember that being the only part of that film that I found very funny. I don't know if that still holds up or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Anything else that you didn't particularly enjoy? Um... Outside of that, I, I there wasn't really a lot. It, it was a strange one. Like I don't want I like harp on about what went on during like during twenty three for me, but it was very much a year of um. I only really watched stuff that gave me a lot of value in my life. If I'm being honest with you, um, so a lot of time was spent getting frustrated at EAFC twenty four, whatever it's called <laughs> now, um, which I'm like, I'm at the end of this. Abusive relationship I have with that game. I think um, I've lasted longer, like to, to to last into the new year with it is is an achievement in itself. Um, but yeah, that was probably the only other big disappointment in my life over this uh, over that course of the time. Well,
0: what was wrong with that? Because obviously that's the first time that it's no longer FIFA, isn't it? So, was there a
1: big? It, what? it was just exactly nothing. That's the thing. I think people were expecting like a revolution with it, um, and apart from like one game mode mechanic which like has the potential to be unbelievable that never really worked in like leveling up players as the year progresses, but your own players like speaking to Ash Dolan and he went into like the ultra competitive mode that you can play every weekend with a full wall squad. Hmm. Um, Always going into it with a full wall squad. That's great. And that gives you a bit of life into the game, but it's exactly the same game, same menus, same everything. And I think, kind of just expected a bit more of revelation from it mm. okay
0: Stu, any honorable or dishonorable mentions it should be
2: i mean five nights of phrase was on mine um we've already gone into um make two it was a massive disappointment compared to the i mean the first one was brilliant mm-hmm. knew what it was took the piss got in got out great great old time the second one was not that at all it was boring it was dull it wasn't it, de- it didn't even have the same vibe as the first one. No, completely different film. Yeah, uh, if if you'd reversed them, it would never have got a sequel. Mm. Never. Um, just a huge, huge disappointment. Just don't watch it. Just, mm. just keep the memories of the first one and much better. Um, and the other one was Kaleidoscope, which again was right at the start of last year on Netflix, and um, was an experiment. Great, but with what? What my problem with that was that. We were told the way to watch it, that they wanted you to watch it, but then knowing what happened and then having two episodes after that just didn't work for me. Mm. Um, Clever, very clever, but it ended up pissing me off more than (laughs) than it needed to, Um, so that's why it's on the list. No, quality-wise, I thought he was all right, but it just didn't work. It,
0: the concept was more interesting than the output was at
2: yeah. the end, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, my honorable mention, Skinner was fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, th- there was just nothing to the film. I think, like, if I, because we're chatting over Skype, if I left this shot and then just randomly showed you different sections of my room, that would be Skinner <laughs> Because, like, no humans appear in it. You just occasionally hear a whispering voice every now and again that's supposed to be eerie. And I just, it, it was nothing. It, it was such a terrible film. And I've seen some, I don't know if it was, like, Variety or somebody like that listed it's the best horror film of the year. And it's, all, it's like it's arguably one of the worst films that's been put out this past 12 months. There was absolutely nothing to it. So, yeah, that that's my honorable mention luther the fallen son i quite liked the tv show the film was shit luther was effectively a superhero and that's not who luther is as far as i'm concerned so that was a bit weird and what else have i got fool's paradise charlie day really big fan of charlie day that was boring and i think that's the little mermaid i love the little mermaid original we've discussed this ad nauseum it was crap and the new song they did in was fucking terrible so Those are my
1: honourable mentions. Mass, what's your biggest letdown of the year, please? So, it comfortably uh, was The Flash. (laughs) Um, Because this should have been like the amalgamation of years and years of work. And it should have been the answer to the Endgame saga. And it should have been unbelievable. But all of the best bits were given ahead of time to build intrigue in a failed or failing franchise um and it was just such a mess a fun mess a fun mess nonetheless mm-hmm. but just a mess that come the end of it turned it from being what should have been an epic into a popcorn flick like we should have come out of it and thinking man that was unbelievable what a visual spectacle, can't wait for the next five films of this world and what we're going to get from it. But instead, we just got a real, like, throw a load of paint up a wall and it was just... It was just a mess. And I can't even say I didn't enjoy it because I did. I came out just thinking... And my, my tweet, when I went through all my tweets, was, what a hot mess. It was exactly that, but there's nothing, like, sustainable about it. It was... Yeah. Think of all of the best bits of like food, for example. <laughs> in a fantastic, like amazing, colourful buffet. And I'm not going like a like a beige buffet here of all the real best bits, like onion rings and frazzles. But like loads like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, all of those flavours, but then put them all in one bowl and then try and eat it. <laughs> it's like there was no there was no balance to it. There was no structure or or order, it was just a mess, and like, it's, it should have been an opportunity to for it as a springboard, and it was anything, but and that's why it was just a mega disappointment, like, and I'm disappointed in myself, because I allowed myself to kind of get <laughs> brought in, I thought, I'm invested here, and then I felt cheated for it, I should have known better. Mm.
0: I still cried at the end, though, so I still felt really emotional when he was like, saying goodbye to his dead mom in the slow-mo bit. Still got me, but yeah, it was shit, wasn't it? (laughs) was not a good film in the slightest. And because we knew that uh, Keaton was coming back as Batman, you thought, okay, this could be something. This is going to be bringing together, what, 40, nearly 50 years worth of DC on the big screen because it's going to go back to the original Superman. And then when you think about it and realise that when they brought in um, oh well, George Reeves' version of Superman at the end, and this is a little bit spoilery, but fuck it, if you're send it by now, it's your problem. You brought in George Reeves, who Superman ruined his life to the point that he committed suicide. Um, the girl who was Supergirl, uh, I can't remember her name now, but she didn't particularly have a great time of it. Christopher Reeves dead, and I don't think his family signed off on it. You had the Nick Cage of it all, who just. Apparently spent the day on set in the suit. And they showed us that version of him. There was some weird fucking CG monster nonsense. Like, the whole thing was a mess. It was morally questionable as well as everything else. Yeah. I I didn't hate it. And I really should have. Because, you are right, it was a hot mess. There was an element of fun to it. But he was very much laughing at it and not with it. I think...
1: It's, it was it was a chimp's tea party, wasn't it? Of a film like it, and that's the best way I can describe
2: it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's perfect.
2: A chimp's tea tea party that included microwave babies, which well, just I mean the best the corridor crew YouTube video on that film is best one of the best things I saw all year. Um, just absolutely ripping it apart. It's probably got the worst visual effects of the last twenty five years. We're all going a doubt. Yeah. It, just, it looks worse than a game. It looks worse than Injustice. <laughs> and that could be on PS3, I think. Um, yeah. It, I think that, that sums it up laughing at it rather than with it. Um, however much of a good time it was. But it, it was the only one of the DCEU that I watched as well. The others, I, I, I didn't mind the first Shazamber, I really couldn't care less. Um, but for completionist reasons I will get round to it at some point, but even Aquaman just said, as soon as it was announced that it doesn't matter anymore, he's like, well, okay. Well, if it doesn't matter anymore, then there's no point in watching it, is there? I remember. And then this was... Knowing the issues that it had had in production as well, and then, like you said, the, see, the fact that Cage was even there when the others weren't there for obvious reasons, but then for them obvious reasons mean that you have to do... Visual effects to make it all blend together and make it even worse. Nah, terrible, terrible, terrible film. The worst thing is we're gonna have to review it because Nick Cage is in it. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. I wouldn't mind watching it again because it was I had a great time for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I don't think it will stack
0: up to a rewatch. I think mm-hmm. you'd be bored as shit on a rewatch, to be honest. But yeah, but no, um, Aquaman. Don't watch it. It's, it's terrible. It, it felt like, was it Lee Wan, I think, was the director. It felt like he just said to Momoa, oh, just do what you fancy, lad, and enjoy yourself. Because it was just him dicking around on screen for two hours. It was not worth it. It was so bad. Not in a Fast 10 way? No, not in a Fast 10 way. It felt like he was trying to do his Fast 10 character, but without any, like, guidelines. Mm. And, you know, actors do need a little bit of wrangling to get a performance out of the... But no, it was a case of you've just got free reign to do what you feel. Awful, really bad feel. So I am kind of glad that the DCEU is over now and that can start afresh and we'll see where we go in a couple of years' time.
2: Uh, Your number one, please, shoot. I mean, I can can raise everything that's even been mentioned with these two words, and that is Rebel Moon. And knowing, having no expectations anyway, because it's him um even though i i think we kind of all appreciated this night of, at the time of justice league um but him having free reign of his own idea um i think it, what could it possibly be like it's everything you can imagine that it's going to be possibly be like um <laughs> and uh, and when the reviews came out it was getting fours and and like five out of tens and stuff like that. Surely not. Uh, maybe they're just don't just on him. I don't really care what other people think. Anyway, I'll give it a go. Um, the zombie one, I thought it was all right a few years ago. That was fine. Um, but this is one of the shittiest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it's an, it's an incoherent, complete lot of shambles. Nothing makes any sense. It, it, it's got about seven stories all smashed into one it's two and a half hours long there's it's just the best bits of other films made shitter and put into this (laughs) (laughs) and when you consider how good when i was watching catching up with the witcher season three um because i started again because i couldn't remember any of it um so i was watching i thought this is really really impressive for a netflix show the visuals on this are really good and then you get to rebel moon and the money that has been spent on it and it looks worse than Quantumania. i'm not even joking there's there's parts of it where you've got it looks like a, a matte painting it looks like you, it looks it looks like a school you know the little the stage that you had a school that was like four planks of wood mm-hmm. raised off, on, on metal and then you had a painted background it looks like that wow but at times it looks fantastic so it doesn't make any sense because even even the visual language of the whole film is different from shot to shot. <laughs> like the robot, the robot creature, great, but he's just C three PO, but grey, with some flowers in his head, and like the beady will probably what they do with the the, the Boston Dynamics robot, where the, where the lamp on him to see if he turns, um, in their videos, and that's what they're going to do to this thing. But then you've got the the big bad who's not really big or bad, um, but he's got stuff like in the Matrix with him where he's he's putting stuff into his body and he's getting high off these tubes and it's just re- regurgitating shitness. It's on the level of Battlefield Earth, and I'll say I will say that. It is, but it's not even funny. It's not even in a funny way. I'd rather watch Battlefield Earth again, over and over again for twelve hours than watch this and the fact that there's another part to it that i know i'm going to have to watch in april because i need to know the end and it is atrociously bad i can't believe how bad it is isn't the april one just the first film again but extended no 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 because it's it's even subtitled now um because so I was under the impression that they were trying to
0: reverse-engineer a release-the-Snyder-Cut movement, so they've done no. an edited version, and he's got a director's cut come out.
2: Rebel, Mo- Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, which is this one. Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scargiver, 2024. Right. And that one... full you. I'm not watching mm. <laughs> you, you, it. Of all the things we tried to make you watch to make you get mad... I think this this kind of tops it all because I know how furious you'll get.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the reviews that I heard, which put me off seeing it, someone was reviewing it, it was like, "Do you remember Star Wars? This tries to do it. Do you remember Dune? This tries to do it. Do you remember Blade Runner? This tries to do it, but it does all of the worst parts of it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm not interested in that. I'll just watch Star Wars and enjoy it. But from the sense of it, it's very much a new hope. Like they have literally just taken it and changed the names on the, the work.
2: Well, looking on the IMDb trivia, it says that he wrote it as a Star Wars story in the hope that he would get picked up and he's just changed the names. So, yeah, that's awful. I'd heard that. I'd heard he, he wrote or he wanted to be
0: picked up by Lucasfilm decently to make a Star Wars film and they just told him flat no chance. Which good for them because I don't see heavy would fit in that world because his films are grey and look terrible for the
2: most. So I mean, I'm that's sure the are not with That's the thing with this. It very much is not grey a, a lot of the time, but that's the worst part.
0: Not good. Yeah, I'm. I, I've had no plans whatsoever to watch any of those ones. I would rather watch June again, to be perfectly honest. You have. That's I take it, you're going to be missing this one as well.
1: Well, I did want to see it, but like I've just heard the same consistent thing over and over and over. So I feel like it's just a real waste of time. So I'm not going to bother.
0: you just have to wait until they've released the Snyder cut and then watch the, <laughs> the four hour version of it.
1: We're in luck. Yeah.
0: Right. So my number one worst film of the past year is your number four, Stu. Is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, It is Scream 6. I'm just looking at the notes that I made when I saw this film. Two stars, shit, overlong, boring, predictable, was pretty much convinced about every twist at least an hour before they happened. A series which started as a satirisation of the genre is now just a genre film, which has nothing to say on horror. Wes Craven would be turning in his grave. Every issue that Five had, this had tenfold. And I I completely agree with what I thought back then when I saw this February, March, that it was released. It was terrible. The film has run its course. I didn't hate Five, so I went in sort of hoping Six might be okay. They changed the setting. They made a big deal out of the fact that it was now going to be set in New York. And at no point did New York play a role in this other than they were on the subway at one point. That could have been any fucking train in the entire country. There was nothing New York-y about that. And they were in Central Park, but again, that could have just been a park in Canada for all it actually mattered for the actual purposes of the film. They made no use of the setting, but they made sure that you knew that it was screaming New York. It was awful. There was nothing about this film that would make me want to see a seventh. Like a lot of people have been criticising the studios because they shit-canned the lead actor whose name I can't even remember at the moment. They shouldn't have done it for the reasons they did, but they should sack the fucking lot of them and just start again. because <laughs> Nobody in that film was any good. Not even uh, General Ortega, who is everybody's goth girlfriend over the past 12 months. She was terrible, just like really fucking sullen. Her face barely moved whenever she was talking. You never got the sense that she was actually scared because she had the exact same look on her face in every single scene. It was such a terrible film. The killers... I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but there are multiple killers. I guessed within the first few seconds how many killers there were going to be. I knew who one of the killers was going to be before it happened. The whole thing was predictable. If you've watched any of the other Scream films, you will have a better time than you will with this one. Even Scream 3 is better than Scream 6. That's how bad Scream 6 was. It was terrible. But for some reason, it seemed to get a little bit of popularity when it came out. I have absolutely no idea why, because there was nothing of substance whatsoever through that film. Awful movie. Stu, it was your number four, so I'm guessing you also hated it.
2: Yeah, it's the worst one. Worst out of all of them. Um... It's worse than Scream the Series, the MTV show. Worse than that. Um, yeah, I I like Five. I thought Five was a lot better than Three and Four. Um, uh, yeah. In a kind of hmm, Star Wars Episode Seven way. Mm. Well, they even talked about that, didn't they, at the time? The Requel, um, or whatever they called it. Um, bringing back old characters and new ones together. They're working well. I thought that's what that I thought that that's what Five did. They should have just left it left it alone. If they, they left it there, nice end. But obviously, it's never going to stop, is it? So everything you just said, it's not it's not a good film. I think that when we talked about it at the other time, I think the only thing I said it was that the bit with the, in the flat with the with the, the line between. Yeah. that was the only thing that was any of any entertainment that we'd never seen before. That was quite exciting. Yeah, yeah I'll give it that. But other than that, no, just boring more than anything else. Uh, that's why it was world number four and no higher because it was. I was just bored. I was sitting there and I didn't guess because I can't. I'm not, I'm not capable. Um, but it, even when it was in, when it was revealed, it wasn't like a. Oh, was it really? No, it was like oh, okay, yeah, just disappointing. And the fact that I'd watched them all as well. I'd watched all five of them in like the, a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks beforehand um, in the build-up just to get back in the group. It had been a long time since I'd done that. Um, so seeing what had come before, again, having it fresh in my mind made this one even worse than it was. I think it didn't help that the whole world had
0: fallen in love with General Ortega in Wednesday, which had happened between five and six, if I remember correctly. So I think everyone was kind of hyped about six because obviously she was a big part of it and it didn't work. I know you were a big fan of Wednesday, weren't you, Matt?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I think it was um it was a really fun and well, a unique show at the time, which like surprised a lot of people, but that doesn't necessarily then translate into success for anything else as you two have pretty much proved thing. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I've heard they're going to be rebooting Scream, so, I mean, I'd rather they didn't and just left it alone and moved on to something fresh, but, yeah, it's never going to happen. There's IP there. There's a mask that they can sell for, you know, $20 at a pop. So, why wouldn't they keep churning out the same old shit? Right. I feel better for having got some of that off (laughs) about last year, and then we can look forward to what's due in 2024. Should be next week's podcast where we'll be previewing the first half of the year. Um, obviously, because we're in January, we'll discuss what we've seen already and then have a look at what's due to come out for the rest of the year. So please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcaster that you're listening to us on now. We would really appreciate it. If you could leave a review, we will love you forever.
1: But this week, Matt, would you like to say goodbye? Thank you, everybody. Look after yourselves. Have a great rest of the week, month and Live long. Enjoy That'll
2: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, would you like to say goodbye? Yeah, just go and watch Star Trek. Watch watch the new Star Trek films over Rebel Moon because they are actually good. Try I second that. I really like the Star Trek films.
0: I've never seen any of the original stuff, but the new ones are tremendous. Uh, but yeah, it's goodbye from me. And remember... excellent to each other.